0: Good evening, this is your host Paul.
1: This is Karen. We both welcome you to our very first Gab debate on Karm Chai with Karen and Paul.
0: On behalf of Karen, and yours truly, Namaste, uh,
1: Before we begin, I'd like to say that uh, this stage is bilingual. We are, both languages are welcomed here.
0: And you know what, if you ask a question and we answer it in a different language, please don't mind, unlike Karen. My Punjabi is not the greatest.
1: (laughs) Well, let's start off with love. Now, love is this beautiful feeling. It's this gushy mushiness that we all feel, but it's also a very strong emotion.
0: Yes, emotions are very strong. And because of these emotions, wars have started. There's been families have been broken up simply because of love.
1: And because of love, look at us. Families have been created. Half of humanity is created because of love. Okay. Now, and that leads to marriage, right? Marriage is a sacred bond. Um, it's also celebrated by a ceremony, which of course is marriage, <laughs> that changes one's status from being single to being married. Being married also gives legitimacy to sexual relations within marriage.
0: But Karen, live in relationships. they were never accepted nor tolerated at that time. Yes. And a lot of people would argue that evolutions are crucial Mm -hmm. only after change. And if you look at Canada being a multicultural nation, Mm -hmm. the Canadian Constitution actually promotes, recognizes, as well as encourages everyone to uh, practice their cultural beliefs and traditions. For example, the Vancouver Canucks holding Diwali every year.
1: Mm-hmm. I know that's great. It makes you proud to be Indo-Canadian, you know. This is really nice to see that our culture is being embraced by many different other cultures.
0: At, uh, even House of Commons, having Diwali, holding Diwali divas uh, and, and other uh, traditional ceremonies uh, because of change, as well as even uh, South Asians holding uh, parades and uh, counterparts for their beloved Canucks to win the Stanley Cup.
1: Of course, once again, you know, proud to be Canadian. There, um, also, you know, you're looking at schools. Teachers will send home letters, or the school boards will send home letters, and they'll say, you know what? To see right? whatever your outfits are, what your traditional traditions are, diwali you know we have been embraced by this country. Our culture has been embraced, which is something to be very proud of. Now, over the years, we're seeing a huge shift of culture. Now, let's go back to our time. Paul, do you remember the time when arranged marriages used to take place?
0: Absolutely. You know, there was a pachola involved, and the only time a husband or wife uh, got to see one one another was after the wedding ceremony.
1: You know, kuri they never even got to see each other. Then, introduction marriages start. Inter- introduction was... When parents uh, introduced you and then you went on, they'd say, Chalpota to ja ja Mello. You'd get to see each other once or twice. Jane. It became the introduction marriage.
0: And Karen, then it led to love marriage.
1: No, yes. <laughs> now,
0: it's actually the parents are asking the children, Do you have someone in mind? That's right. And if you don't, you know, we'll get someone or we'll find someone for you. So there'll be an evolution of change, hopefully for the, for the better and, and for positive.
1: No, they say, <laughs> right? So times have really changed. I think we can all agree on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now, couples are choosing not to get married, but rather just have a live-in relationship. Now the question remains... Is it right to live in before marriage or is it wrong? How important is it to you to live in with your partner before marriage?
0: And respect to our traditions, if we do change, are they for better or for worse?
1: And is there still value in having a marriage certificate?
0: Well, keeping all these questions in mind, let's start today's debate. On today's show, we have a great group of people who are present to verbalize their strong opinion regarding this controversial topic. It gives me a great pleasure to introduce our panel, who believe that couples should not live together before marriage. Jitna, Pushpinder, and ands. Ams.
1: Ams. <laughs> Ams, I got the name down. <laughs> and now for our panelists, whom strongly believe that living relationships should be encouraged and accepted in our society. Amrita and Sarah, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: boys and girls of all ages,
1: with a cup of Garm Chai,
0: let's enjoy a Garm Debate.
1: Okay, Chetana. So, let's start with you. You know, how do you feel about this topic? As you're saying that you're, you believe that uh, couples should marry and move in together
2: yeah that's right this so fits. basically in our like east India culture right mm-hmm. though they say that very modern society in everything but still living relationships not being accepted open heartedly and it's still considered as a taboo and the biggest advantage of living relationship is also the biggest disadvantage as in you know you're very flexible there is um, no commitment. You can move out of the relationship as and when you want. It's it's as easy as packing your bags, booking an Uber, and walking out. So where is where is the uh, the beauty of the relationship in, in the live-in uh, kind of a scenario?
0: Okay, Sarah, this, uh, I'm sure you heard jetna's uh, view. Mm-hmm. What is your view on what she had to say? My view on this is
2: um,
3: going... The divorce rate, the separation rate, and then the divorce rate is so huge; it is unnecessary. Why? What worked for our families, our ancestors back in the day, that doesn't isn't working now? Well, that's there's a generation shift, right? Um, I feel that couples should have the opportunity when they're in their time, final time of moving, in, moving to the next level of the relationship, which is marriage, going into a legal binding agreement. When you are about to step into that world, as when you're about to purchase a home, go for a job, purchase um, a vehicle, or planning on having children, you think of many things before you go in. You want to go in with your eyes wide open. You do not want to be blindsided. You don't want to be what what you thought and what's happened and what's transpired. So my thought is that yes, children, our children should be given um, the opportunity to love, be together, and only when they're at the stage of the the maturity of the relationship and they're going to the next level that they should live together to have an understanding of each other and not be blindsided and to know established boundaries n- know about each other's good and bad behavior what is it that they need when they come home what they don't need when they come home and how they're going to cohabit with each other because there are so many other factors now in this world that are causing breakups that we do not need them to have that layer of uncertainty and a loss of uh,
1: expectations, per se. Well spoken. Ams, you're the youngest one here on the panel. How, what is your view? You know, just being Indo-Canadian, being brought up here as a Canadian, what is your view on, you know, do you think you're going to get to know your spouse much better if you get to live in with him beforehand? Or are you still saying no? Um, I feel like when we're dating the other person, we
4: spend so much time with the other person because it's not like the olden times where you don't get to see your boyfriend or girlfriend um, a lot because I know in the olden times parents would say, you know, you can only see this person once a month, or you're not allowed to see each other, each other too much. Um, I feel like we have the opportunity to now to spend a lot of time together. I mean, couples even take vacations together. And I feel like, you know, like even a short trip as in going to Mexico for like a week, you kind of get to know the other person's habits. And I feel like by telling the younger generation that, you know, go living together, um, we're kind of letting them have the easy way out. Because I feel like... Um, when we're living in together, we're kind of looking for the flaws in the other person as to why it shouldn't work out or, you know, um, we go in with a certain expectation, but I feel like when you're married and you're living together, you have a higher level of commitment that our generation needs to live by. And I feel like we really lack that right now. And it kind of helps you, um, understand like rules and kind of like understand the concept of family better.
0: Amrita, you are for living relationships. Is your perception based on personal experience, religion, or something else?
1: We can't hear. Amrita, we can't hear you. Uh, can you hold on just one sec? Do you, are you muted, Amrita? Oh, okay. Can you say something, Amrita?
0: I'll, uh, while Marita's getting her mic fixed, uh, Raj, I'll, pu- I'll put that question to you.
5: I think uh, many of those factors actually do come into play. I mean, one of the biggest factors has been how I was bought up, but also what's happened in my own personal life. Um, I was one of those people who did decide to go against the traditional value system and have, have a love marriage but the challenges arrived when we were about to get married and we had objections come from both um, from our parents um, um, from one side, anyhow. And um, at that time, as my, my now husband, we were making a decision. um, We had to decide what we wanted to do. My husband had initially proposed that we actually move in together, that he was in love with me enough that we did not need to have um, a marriage certificate to say how we felt about each other. And I remember at that time um thinking oh, maybe that's the option i want to go but um then the more i thought about it there's something so binding by you signing that paper it, it gives you this extra sense of commitment that to the individual that may not necessarily be there if uh, what i would just walked in as a girlfriend who could potentially leave so my husband and i decided we would get married before we moved in and that one signature was so life-changing and it was so it was so important for us to have the commitment now what it meant was if I fought with my husband I didn't get to walk away the way I might have been able to walk away if I was um, not uh, signed into a marriage contract so I think um, my own personal um, experience does dictate that no there is something to be said and there's some value to be put on having um, having that
1: marriage there okay so how do you feel cuz you know as pushpinder paul was saying that it's it's very important to have that that piece of paper you know to say that yes one is married now how do you feel about that
6: okay time signature Bind cardenda, right? Yes. Okay, oh, I can't walk away. Okay. But me hedging marriage with Dekiane, paper carke bind hoihoya because upon a smaj ki huga. Okay. People saying, You're married to the Talvia who had to the divorce gaya, right? which you work out me okay you guys are not getting along with each other but you're saying either for the sake of the parents or for the other people what the other people will think okay so in my mind i think you should live together because uh, then you get to know the person not that eventually you shouldn't get married but just rushing into getting married i am not for that i will say i want to you know get to know the person i
1: agree Keshpinder, Paul, you had a, what would you like to, how would you like to respond to that?
6: Amrit, um,
5: one of the things that um, we're talking about is the binding document, that paper. But um, Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds, um, when I'm talking about um, that binding paper, one of the things that really does stick out to me is, there was a study done about, um, um, there's done actually in Time magazine, it was where they, they said, hey, where when we're looking at relationships, which one has a more likely of a success rate? There was um, a higher success rate in that, in that signature of being married. So, um... I can't say it. The stats do indicate that um, there is actually a potential higher success rate when you are married. And it's not about being able to um, walk away from um, a marriage. I mean, I think if you're in a bad marriage, absolutely, you should walk away. What it is, is that commitment level is a lot higher. And I'm talking about the study again, because it said that 50% 50% of live-in relationships did not trust a significant other. But when you asked a married person, there was a 75% uh, rate that trusted a significant other. That's a 25% difference.
6: No, I no, I agree with you, Raj. I'm not saying that. that that's fine. Understand. But I'm talking about, okay, fine. You're you, you married, okay? For a couple of years and you your marriage, you got kids and everything working out. And down the road, it's... Something is not working out, okay? Now you're living for the sake of the kids, okay? It's before, I guess maybe this is the wrong thing to say because if you didn't have the kids, it'd be easy to walk away. If you have the kids, then people, all I hear is only I'm living here in this marriage because of the sake of the kids.
7: A lot
6: of people do that. A lot of people do that. But I know because if you were living together, I guess it'd be same thing because if you've got kids oh god this is a kind of a really crucial i think i don't know okay. but but would you why,
0: say okay. why would you think a okay, marriage would have- okay one second guys okay you know what uh, let's give ams an opportunity to answer or uh, you know get uh, get into this debate as to what raj and uh, amrita said
4: um i just want to touch bases on the fact that you know about the your son saying that oh it's just a piece of paper um when it comes to that if personally if i'm in a relationship with somebody and we know we've been dating for a while and we get to that point of our relationship where we are ready to you know commit to living together and we are thinking about a future together um a question that would pop in my mind is why would this person want the perks of a wife and won't put a ring on it and commit legally But also, when we're looking at two people, when we're giving advice to, like, you know, um, our younger siblings or our children and, um, you know, say your kid comes up to you and they're like, I want to date this person, but this person doesn't want to put a label on it. They want to they want to go on dates with me, want me to act like a girlfriend, uh, but they won't give me a label of a girlfriend. We're going to turn around and say that's not okay because why doesn't this person want to give you a label so when this person wants to marry you they want you to act like a wife but why don't they want to give you a label
1: well Pinky, how would you like to respond to that you know is that label really important do we need that label to be in a very satisfied relationship or to be completely committed does that label make you feel more committed
7: in our culture it is in the punjabi culture okay we need that label
1: so you feel that we need the label? Um,
7: it, yeah. I mean, I was 18 when I got married. Okay. And it was pretty much like, you know, we're going to take it to India and get you married. So it would have been arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. And I, I only lost it 10 years. <laughs> Fair enough. So my husband, my ex-husband said it's just a, it's a, it's a license to sleep together. Okay. <laughs> and that was his way of saying this marriage license. It, it, it's like, yeah, it's a certificate and it's an approval that we can sleep together. And b- like that was back in the 80s, though. I mean, times have changed. Generations have changed. Uh, parents have changed a lot. Um, I know a few families that actually have stuck it through because the kids are young and they, do, and they need both parents. Uh, but I also I don't know what topic we're on because I came on late. Sorry, I was working. But I mean, I think that living together before marriage is a really good idea, personally.
1: And Sarb, I, I think, think Sarb would agree with you. Sarah would agree with you. Sarah, how do you feel about that? <laughs> That's okay, Karen. Um, hi
3: again, Pinky. Yes. Hi. <laughs> um, while it used to be extremely taboo, or even not allowed, now many couples do choose to move in together before making this commitment and tying the knot. But I, I'm I'm diverting I'm diverting from I, I just want to re- respond to AMS AMS okay. um, I agree with you uh, your generation right now you guys are dating um, at your, I'm, I'm assuming or your peers or your family and friends they're dating so it is very important for them to even be walk into a room and be referred to hi this is Sarah my girlfriend right
7: yeah
3: so it's the maturity level as well. If they're not even there to, to get to the level of introducing you as their girlfriend or even a partner, right? How they're gonna get to the level to the level of a legal binding document, which that document is very crucial, right? Um, just like like uh, the analogy I used before for purchasing a home, a car we have legal documents in place and they're in place for a reason and a reason that has worked being in a relation in in a toxic relationship for the sake of children your aging mother your your dying brother your somebody who has now cancer there's always going to be these hiccups these roadblocks for you your peace of mind and what's best for, for yourself. And for, I'm, I'm going to Asian women, as an Asian woman, do not stay in a toxic relationship. You, you want to avoid all that. The reason for this topic today, sorry, for living together is to avoid all that. So once you're living together, you've established boundaries. You've established how much time do you need down when you come home? What is it that, and this is without living with in-laws, extended families. This is just you and your partner in a home. Are you able to live under that person's restrictions? Are you right?
0: Thank you, Sarah. Chitna, I understand you recently immigrated from Delhi. Everyone seems to feel that uh, Canada is way more advanced than India is, and we actually had a very interesting question, uh, conversation not too long ago. That's actually Canada that is not advanced as much as India. Because people that like immigrated to Canada back in, say, 1975, they still think that India is the way they left it. But that is not the case. So, well, we
1: are talking about the live-in relations. So, of- so,
0: so that was my question, Karen. I know. <laughs> so the, the live-in relationship, are there more people living together in India than there are in Canada? Well,
2: I would say that... You know, it's both ways. In Canada, it's by law, you can live in together as a common law partner. So the government approves it, right? But in India, this is still not legal. And especially the friends and family would never approve your live-in relationship with each other. It's because, you know, because they feel, and I also feel the same way, that the marriage gives you confidence that no matter what, how the rough the waters are, you'll always sail through, you'll make Every, you'll do everything to make your marriage work. And it's not about understanding each other. You can definitely understand each other after you get married, right? So even in, if you're in a live-in relationship and you're trying to understand each other and you're trying to set your boundaries, you still don't take that responsibility. We are saying that we are living in a marriage relationship for the sake of children, so what if your children are born out of wedlock? What, what are you going to do then? Are you going to extend your relationship because of your children? Or, or it's easy to still walk out?
1: Well, that's the question. Amrita, what would, what would you say? Like if you had a child out of wedlock, would, would, would the children be able to turn around and say, yes, you were born out of wedlock? Is that accept- Like the question is, are our children going to be accepted in our society doing this?
6: Karen, if you're living together, you're common-law anyway. So what, it's not yeah. a, like you're a girlfriend, you have the same rights as a wife. It's not yeah. like, a, same thing, it comes back to my son because they bought a house, they left together whenever, so unfortunately, they did separate. So there wasn't any different that they'd done anything. Unfortunately, they didn't have any children, or fortunately, I don't know, how would you say that, right? So I didn't have to go through that. But everything else was uh, just like a marriage. So why, when you're living together in here, like i will be talking in Canada, so you're bound by your common law. So you're you. Oh, it comes again to the just a piece of paper. All you don't have is the piece of paper. Otherwise, all your rights are same as the wife. Yeah. So Karen, I, I don't yeah. think so. If I. Okay. Sorry.
0: I would like to uh, she would like to respond to what you had to say.
2: Yeah, question. I would just like About to put a child one blood point blood. across that, you know, still you you're living in a relationship, a live-in relationship to understand and make your relationship work out. If you're still separating, yeah. right? What what was the point in trying to even live in? Then you go search for another partner, do another live-in, and then still your wavelength does not match. Still you separate, and then the third one, then the fourth one, right? Right.
1: But okay. What but now? Yeah, okay. I was going to say, guys, remember Punjabi, you are listening to Garam Chai with Karen and Paul. Sarb, how would you like to answer the question here if you'd like? To yes, answer?
3: that was a very good point. Um, so, to that point, I would like to say telling an offspring, right, that they were born out of wedlock does not change how they conduct their life. Therefore, there is no significance. There's no significance in telling the child they were born out of wedlock. The generation I'm in, the fa- friends and family that are around me, women, men, they have. There are many that have been divorced. In fact, Census Canada has given us 79 percent of the population has divorced as of September 2020. That is a is very this Indo-Canadian. That is a very high rate. Yeah,
0: but, uh, that's not uh, that's not uh, all South uh, South Asian community, right? In fact, Stats Canada. According to them, only two percent, two percent of South Asians are divorced, and that that is a three. That's the third lowest rate.
6: Yeah, but they are just staying because of this. Is all there is? That's the story. Because my butt people's gonna say I'm stuck because I have two kids now. Okay, not necessarily. even
5: a living relationship would have that attitude. I mean, if they're committed in their relationship that way, they can say, Oh my God, I have two kids. So I'm staying in this relationship. I think um, that that argument doesn't really uh, make sense because if you're married, you would, would you still have the same
6: commitment? How does it make it easier to walk away if you're in a living relationship? You're no, still... It's not easy. Okay, Raj, it's not easy. But when you're married, you have a two side of that. Okay, this is going to be your and your partner's decision. Okay. Fine, this is not working out. We have a kids, fine. The kids' relationship is not going to be any different with you, your parents, your father, your mother. Okay, that's fine. But now you don't have the families. But when you're married, they are getting everything stuck into it because they're going to burden in everything. No, you should not get separated because what's going to happen to your children? This is not your decision. This is going to be their decision. Either you should yeah. separate so, or you should stay together. But
5: you can
4: you're
6: have kids when talk- you're just living in together as well.
5: But also, uh, the argument you're saying is that they're stuck with each other, uh, and families get involved. Wh- wh- why is it less likely that if you're in a living relationship, that's not going to happen? If your family accepted the living relationship, there is going to be family involvement, so you can still have that happen. See, when I when I'm thinking of a marriage, uh, one of the things I think that really binds us together is is the fact that you do that celebration, and and there is that community that is there to offer you that support to say, hey, you know what. If there's not working um, out too well, let's give you that support to make it happen. Um, and in a living relationship, especially if it's well, it's been it's bad blood between families, they may not necessarily get that support. So there's something really strongly to be said about um, about that marriage where you have that network going. Hey, we're there for you if things go sideways.
1: Well, you know, same, let's go to Chetana. You know, we're saying that it's society. We're talking about society. It's so important what society... What about the couple? What if they have that very strong bond between that, uh, just that live-in relationship? Their bond is strong enough that they don't need a paper to say yes. You know what? Now you're married and now your relationship uh, is stronger. Why Why does it have to be based on a piece of paper that your relationship is? Well, it's
2: it's it's never about a piece of paper. It's about the bonding and the trust. So you're in a living relationship because you don't trust each other. How are you going to get along in the path of lives? And I, I would say that, you know, as Ams mentioned, that in today your parents allow you to date a boy or a girl, try to know about each other, and maybe date for a an year and then get married, right? So a marriage in itself gives you confidence. However, I would also say that, you know, it's a partnership. It's not easy to raise a family, right? So when you are married, you already know that you have to make things work out. The way everybody has their pros and cons, nobody's perfect. I, I would have probably not seen any couple in this entire world who's perfect the situation that they will not fight or argue or there, there can be many other things but end of the day they know that you know they have to stay together for their own sake, family's sake society's sake, whichever you can bring in, whichever reason but they have to stay together
0: Ams, uh, Amrita said that uh, regardless if you're married or not, after 12 months here in Canada which is legal that you become a common Law and then, consequently, you're considered to be married. What do you have to say about that?
4: Well, the thing is, with common law, you don't have marital rights. So, the uh, when you're married, even in an event of a divorce, it's very two very different things. Um, when you are married legally and uh, you're going through a divorce, the process is very different. You have some rights over all the things that you've done together, all the compliment- accomplishments that you had together. Um, but I think more importantly, I, in this topic, I want to talk about the children. Because I feel like um, we, when we talk about whether we're changing for the better or the good, uh, we need to think about the future of the society, Um, Because our parents were together, um, they were married when they had children. We when we were in high school, we had a fear like we don't want to do anything that's going to disappoint them because it's going to be looked down upon. Uh, we all know, like when pe- when children are getting into relationships, when they are going through that stage of life, they are going to get intimate with each other. Uh, but only thing is they are more careful about it. They are taking the right precautions to make sure that they're not coming home pregnant at the age of 16. But now when, if you have a ch- child at a wedlock, Your child's going to go to school and see at the age of 16, even if they are pregnant, they're going to come home and tell you, well, you had me when you weren't married. So what's the difference? They don't have the maturity level to understand the difference of, you know, like I was 27 and living with somebody,
1: but you're 16. While you're watching, you're listening to Garmshai with Karen Pinky, how would you like to re- Karen and Paul? How would you how would you like to respond to that? Um, one thing that I uh, really like that Ads uh, um, has um, been pointing
5: out is there's not the same restrictions that were there 30 years ago or 40 years ago, or even during my time. Hey, these young individuals have the opportunity to date each other. They've dated each other, if, if, especially if the argument is, well, they've dated each other, let them do the living and then let them get married. Oh, what's, then what's different? They're still going to go to that same ending result where they're going to get married. The point being, um, if you already have the opportunity to date, why not now celebrate that union? by actually having the family celebrate, had that wedding celebration, have it um, where people know that you guys are now one unit as opposed to, and in our society, unfortunately, even till this day, when you see live-in relationship, they're not viewed as same as a married couple. The married couple is viewed as a more stronger unit, unfortunately, but that's just the way it is. Absolutely, Raj, absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that.
3: it is a celebration of just like when we have a child, a celebration of life, it's a celebration of love. Two people coming together, but have but being a child of a divorced family, broken family is is i, I can't say it's as equal as being a child out of wedlock, but you are torn between two families sometimes, which i have a friend who had a child at a very young age, out of wedlock, and the father has never been in the f- picture. To her now, when her child's a young adult, she says it was a blessing in disguise. There was never that push and pull. That child never had to go between two homes. And she is a happily married woman with two other children. And it's it's, it's a perfect, beautiful life in, in the under their roof. If you allow a couple that are 25-plus, now couples aren't getting married until they're 32, 33, from 30 onward, and then starting their families, they know they're in it for the long haul. They will be prepared. I have been married for over two decades. I've been married for three decades next year. The hiccups, my husband and I are as tight as I think anyone could be but let me tell you, there were many hiccups. There were many roller coaster rides. There were many times that I thought I'm going to walk out or he thought he was going to, but what kept us together was the love for each other. It wasn't for anybody else. It wasn't for a child that has a disability, a child that's trying to get through university, um, family members dying around you. It wasn't for anybody. It was for the two of us. And had so for for myself and my husband, it's totally different story. I met him when I was a young woman, girl, and we grew up together. It is it's solid, it's great. Moving forward, the divorce rates that I'm seeing, couples that have gone out together for eight, nine, ten years. Today, I could name you four couples off the top of my mind that are being get, they got married and they're divorcing within two years what has happened what transpired they dated they would drop each other off at the door they would meet up they'd be together at each other's parents houses grandparents Christmases everything but not even 18 months to two years and usually now there's a child involved an infant and that story for that child is not going to be going well how would you like to respond to that Raj?
5: I think um, when we're looking at a live-in relationship, what what why is there an assumption that if you do a live-in uh, relationship, it's somehow miraculously going to last longer or it's going to work out better? I don't think that's the case. I think um, you already established that by dating, like that that that's been established. The next next phase, and, and we're talking about yeah, I do. We're all getting married um, later in life. We're all uh, making choices. I don't think by I I don't think um, by you committing and saying, I'm going to get married, that you're going to more likely to separate than somebody who's done a living relationship. There's still just as a high, higher chance, if not higher. And again, I'm going back to um, the study that I was reading in time magazine is that there's actually a more likelihood of a living relationship to fall apart than somebody that is actually married.
0: Guys, you know what? We've been just,
5: I would call that a blessing in disguise. You are
3: saving yourself and everybody around you. huge heartache because you have now by living together it's like roommates you know sometimes you can't even live with your own mother after you've been married and gone from the house for 30 years and you go back you're like mom i can
1: never live with you so it it, by living together you sorry go ahead actually we're going to take our last response here, i how would you like to respond to that
4: um, I just want to talk about how we think it's a higher heartache if you are married. Um, I actually feel like um, it is a heart higher heartache when you're living in because um, the taboo that our society has made um, in our society, it's not like so acceptable to live in together. So you're kind of going against the rules of the society um, to live in together. So when that doesn't work out now you're scared about your mental health because it really takes a toll on your mental health when you're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to go out now and people are going to say so many things to me. People are going to talk about how I went against them and I did this and I failed. But when you're married, you kind of have the support of your family. And I feel like these days, if you are in a toxic marriage, uh, if you do have an abusive partner, your parents are more than okay with you leaving that person. So you're not in that marriage anymore whereas when you are going against your parents and society to go into a live-in relationship you're not going to have that support because they're going to tell you i told you so and so now you don't have that mental support anymore and you're going through a bigger heartache
0: i see everyone has their hands up unfortunately we've just been told that uh, our time is limited so we're going to have to put a stop to this debate. Uh, we'd like to a special thanks to all our panelists. Thank you for uh, to each and every one of you for taking time out. Thank you. And uh, we want to thank Raja Shergill, our producer, and a very special thanks to a young man Ishdeep for uh, uh, designing our logo.
1: Thank you for everything and being part of our team. We hope this was educational for everyone, including our listeners. We would love to hear from you about this debate and topics that you would like us to debate on Garm Chai with Karen and Paul.
0: We have received numerous requests in our next for our next debate and which is gonna be very gut in the South Asian community. On our next podcast, we'll be debating interracial and intercaste marriages.
1: If you have strong opinions about this topic and are interested in participating on our next debate debate show, we would love to hear from you. Please feel free to email us at garamchikp at outlook.com. That's kp at outlook.com. Until,
0: Until our, our next debate, debate please, please remain, remain safe, healthy, healthy and, and have, have a, a wonderful, wonderful week. week.